If you want to go with the flow, live in the moment, wind in your hair kind of life, you need a forward-thinking, prepared-for-anything kind of plan. Like the Audi Freeway Plan Extension. It extends your Audi's maintenance plan by an extra two years or up to 200,000 kilometers. And with free roadside assistance, living in the moment has never gone more according to plan. Visit your nearest Audi dealer today. T's and C's apply. Audi. Vorsprung der Technik. You're listening to a podcast from 702. And every Wednesday since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, we bring you conversations with uh, human potential expert and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. And there's so many different things that we go through as part of being countries in lockdown, as part of navigating our way through this uh, pandemic. You know, it's literally turned our worlds upside down. And with these conversations, we bring you a number of areas in terms of how we're affected um, through life. And so today with Nikki, we're focusing on something known as caution fatigue. Good afternoon, Nikki. Good afternoon, Azza. So caution fatigue. Uh, so it's a consequence, right? It's a side effect of living under COVID-19. So what is it? What is caution fatigue? Well, in South African parlance, I think it's the term gut fall. We are done. We are finished. It's, uh, it, it's really that we, we've been cautious and careful for how many hundreds of days now? Um, and it wears us down. It's a thing. And internationally, it's been now the term is caution fatigue. It was a, a term coined by Jacqueline Golan, a psychiatry and behavioral sciences professor. Mm-hmm. And it means that We've now had enough and we're tempted to throw caution to the wind and engage in risky behavior. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I actually saw a piece today that said that narcissists and psychopaths are the most likely to flout um, all of these behaviors that we're meant to adopt to keep us safe. But that's uh, another kind of conversation. But how does it show up? How does it show up in our lives? <laughs> uh, so I think the thing is that we are so weary and worn down from constantly being on our guard, from being careful, from having to wear masks and, you know, obviously sanitizing our hands and not mixing. And it's quite different to a short-term threat. You know, we're starting to live with a long-term threat. It's mm-hmm. like there's a lion around every corner. Mm-hmm. And it's different to a short-term threat like you go for a, go for a job interview or you have a massive argument with someone or some people who have to stand up and make a speech who are not used to public speaking. That's a short-term threat. Or maybe you've been in a car accident or you have to have an emergency op- operation. You know, your adrenaline, your cortisol will spike, but then, it, then it'll calm down and your mental and physical chemistry will recover. But we have no recovery time at the moment because we're constantly under this invisible mm-hmm. threat. Mm-hmm. And so all of us have gone into a kind of a state, a stage of chronic stress. And now that chronic stress is morphing into what's being called caution fatigue. So we might want to behave in ways we shouldn't, like we want to go out and not wear a mask. We don't want to adhere to the social distancing. Mm. We might forget to wash our hands when we come in from the shops. We might start forgetting to sanitize our hands. And maybe we're tempted to meet in crowds larger than we should. And there's the mother who will go, how will a play date harm my child? Mm. 
Hmm. What's one little party? And, you know, I think we've, we've all had those bouts of, of feeling down and feeling depressed, scared, anxious, sad, lonely. And we know intuitively as human beings that to get out of that state, the best way to do that is to socialize. Yeah. To go and mix with other people. And so that's the antidote to, uh, you know, depression, low, low grade depression. Hmm. But, um, Although we want to get back into our old lives, we might start sliding into these unsafe practices and be tempted not to protect ourselves and others. And it's quite easy, I think, when things around us are okay. But I've got a brother-in-law, for example, who's in hospital right now. Mm. And I think when you do land up with knowing somebody who's gone into hospital during COVID, that's when you realize this yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. COVID is a real threat, isn't it? You know? And, um, and when, when you go to, to things like funerals, and I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. I really am. And oh, I know thanks, you've Vicky. just been through this, mm-hmm. but you know, when you, when you, at a funeral where you know there would have been hundreds of people and there are only 50, the reality bites yeah. that we are going through something quite extraordinary at the moment. And when you have someone go into hospital and my sister couldn't go in with her husband and hasn't been able to visit him and got absolutely no feedback from the hospital the whole of yesterday when he was in surgery and she thought he must have been in surgery with huge complications for half the day mm-hmm. um, because – you know, it's just such a different world we're living in right now. So we have to look at some guidelines for coping better yes. with caution fatigue. Yes. You know? and, it, and I think it's such a fascinating concept that, you know, maybe this is and how it's expanding our understanding of how we cope with chronic stress, because also these are new circumstances for us to study in how people deal with these extended periods of, st- of stress, with living under such conditions where you have to be so cautious for such a, co- a protracted period of time on your guard all the time. Um, mm. Absolute, it, 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 it must make for fascinating study as well. Well, yes, I'm sure textbooks are going to be written, yeah. on, you know, about this. And the the key is firstly to be aware of how are you feeling mm-hmm. and to check in with yourself on a regular basis. How am I feeling? And if you're feeling hurtful, that is a feeling. If you've had enough, that is a feeling. Mm. So don't play it down. You need to label it mm. and only then can you work with it. And some of the attendant emotions that we're feeling at the moment are things like frustration mm-hmm. and irritation because you just can't get on with our lives in the way we would like to. There could be residual anger that's brewing underneath. Uh, there's helplessness, yeah. uh, feelings of depression, sadness, and of course, this big one right now resistance. I Mm. feel like resisting what I'm supposed to Mm -hmm. be doing. I feel like not wearing my mask. I feel like throwing a party and just filling my emotional cup right now. Yeah, like that's being defiant. defiant. Yes, as you say, name it. And I wonder if (laughs) that list that you've just mentioned resonates with with our listeners because the frustration, I remember the other day just finding myself so irritable, not with my family, but like, you know, gone out to do a little bit of shopping uh, to the grocery and, and, and I think I was pouring petrol as well but finding that I was just like irritable 
with people mm. um, and had to mm. and, and caught myself thinking, why are you so irritable? And I realized as well <laughs> that maybe it is part of just um, the stress and how it manifests. As you said, it, it shows up in different ways in our lives. So do you recognize yes. any of, of, of the uh, of the signs or the aspects of caution fatigue that Nikki has mentioned? Um, give us your thoughts on caution fatigue. You know, how are you feeling at the moment? Are you struggling to stay socially connected? I know someone got, a friend of mine got a notice from work where they were told that... Um, They'll have to work remotely as in work from home until at first the directive was till the end of 2020. And now it's been extended to mid 2021. And he was just saying, what on earth? <laughs> I want to go to work. Yeah. I want to go into the office. And so, mm. um, it's, it's extended that frustration. Whereas he had a timeline where he thought it ends in December. Now it's going to drag on even more. So give us a call. So you just used an interesting, yeah. yeah. Mm, you just used a very interesting word there as a mm. timeline. Mm. We don't have a timeline for this thing. And that is the thing that's undoing us is because if we knew it was in 100 days, we would be over. We can, we can do the notches on the wood, you know, <laughs> yes. but right now we can't do that. And as you say, it keeps getting extended. Yeah. It keeps getting extended. Mm. So what are some of the guidelines for coping with caution fatigue? Well, I think we've got to go back to some of the basics. Remember in our earlier shows, around the beginning of lockdown, there was a lot of, there were a lot of things we talked about. And I think that we've somehow some forgotten those things. Mm -hmm. So I would like to remind people to, and I'm reminding myself as I'm saying this, let me tell you, when we were in lockdown and we couldn't leave our houses, how much did we want to exercise? We wanted to exercise so badly that we ran on the spot. We did jumping jacks. <laughs> I used to talk about do the stairs. If you've got a, I had one step in my office, go up and down, up and down for 60 seconds mm -hmm. and that will pump endorphins into your system and oxygen into your system and make you feel better. Mm -hmm. We've forgotten that we need to do that stuff. Now that we can walk outside in the streets and run and not go to gym, but exercise, I find I'm not actually as committed to my regular oh, exercise as I was. Right. Such an interesting, interesting hey? Nikki. So that thing you mm. were denied then becomes bigger. In our lives and in our heads, right? Because we couldn't have it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. With things we can't. So you want have. it more. We want it more. And then when we do have it, it's like ah, not exercising today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just, and another day goes by and another, and then you realize, oh, it's been four days. Yes. Um, so, so if you've got dogs, my best thing right now is to take the dogs for a walk because it's, it's more purposeful, if you know what I mean. The dogs also need a walk. So it's not just about me, it's about them. And then getting outdoors. This is important. Mm -hmm. Movement, sunshine and space do wonders as a pick me up. So whether it is taking your dog for a walk or going for a cycle, or my thing now is to get out into the country to the, some of these trails and hikes that have opened up where you can book oh, and no, it's 50 Nikki. rand ahead or whatever. Oh, no, Nikki. And I went on be... the weekend. It looked like there was a music festival. I went to two oh, spots. Oh, no. Yes, I went to two oh. spots. The parking lots were full. Uh, it, oh, like I said, when on hey. Monday, it looked like there was a music festival. And so sadly, yes. because we don't have all the other options open to us, we're all flocking <laughs> to the same thing, which increases uh, risk. 
risk, yes. So there are some where you can book where they only take X number ah, of people. And I think obviously sensible. those are the safer ones to do. And uh, then, of course, eating well. Now, interestingly, I've been speaking to quite a lot of families who've said they have stopped having takeaways, obviously, because we couldn't. Yeah. And since we can have takeaways again, they've tried takeaways and realized that their home cooking is better. And so they've decided to continue with their own home cooking of takeaways, so their version of hamburgers and their version of pizzas. Mm. And so actually eating well is part of being more healthy over this time and coping with caution fatigue. And if you're bored with your routine, remember we spoke about routine, how important routine is for our own sanity in lockdown. Mm. Well, maybe you're bored with your routine now and you need to to level up again, you need to make a change to your routine. So I've made a change to my routine. Mm-hmm. I'm waking up later and I'm not starting my day till nine in the morning mm. and I'm going to bed later. Mm. So I'm still, and I'm actually getting more sleep than I was getting before, but I'm actually purposefully starting my day at nine o'clock, not eight o'clock. Right. Because I can. <laughs> because I can. <laughs> and is it helping? Because I'm self-employed. <laughs> Yes, it is because the sun's up at nine o'clock. It's not so, it's not so dark. Um, it's just different. And it's, it's just because it's different. So there's the brain loves novelty. Mm-hmm. So give your brain something novel to play with and it might be a shift in your routine. Okay. Then the other thing is to make a list of friends you haven't spoken to for a long time. Mm. Not your regular friends, old friends. And start speaking to people. It's novel. Once again, giving your brain something novel to play with. And then, of course, mindfulness is really important. So whether it is meditation, I've just started a new Deepak Chopra one. um, It's a free 21 day. Yes, with the Spanish uh, guy. Yes, with the Spanish guy. (laughs) Yes. So that's the mind, body. What's it? Mind, body, spirit. I Mm. think it's a mind, body, spirit one. Mm. And I find that um, what I like to do most is find myself a sunny spot in the afternoon and go and take my 15 minutes and lie down in the sun and do the meditation. So once again, I give my brain something novel to deal with. I I go somewhere other than my bedroom, Mm -hmm. somewhere other than my office. Try and find yourself in another neutral space if you can. And even sitting in your car in the sun, it's nice and warm. So that would also be some, some place to go. Okay. Um, and then, um, a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be reminded to keep writing down what we're grateful for. Yeah. And maybe how about writing a note of gratitude to a business where you've been served well? Mm. Um, you know, that could be something. Limiting exposure to the news is very important. I think we've got to get our daily catch up, but we don't have to do it 10 times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that early on, make us feel really dumb. Yes. I mean, early <laughs> on, this, it was just Corona 24 seven. It was just, but now I've, mm. I'm finding that we're able to still, um, stay tethered to the news around COVID 19, you know, and still keep safe, keep, stay responsible, keep up with the news, uh, mm. but also carry on with life. And maybe to some degree, that's helping a lot of people. I just want to read some of the messages that we're getting in mm. right now. One says, um, that this COVID is really frustrating. I 
sometimes feel the urge to go shopping just for some fresh air. Then again, I can't because there's COVID. <laughs> um, and then another one says that we won't believe 100 days or any figure as government has um, totally lost our trust. And that is the main cause of stress um, is that the people in power totally untrustworthy. And that comes from SIBS. And perhaps that adds to the uh, fatigue because not only are you living under these very strict conditions with this very real and ever-present uh, risk that's out there, but everything else that could at least give you a sense of security is also failing at that. So you look around and you think, but there's corruption and the country's near broke. We need to loan money. So even your sense of foreboding just kind of grows. Mm. Um, and so mm. I think these habits that you've outlined become even more important. And there's one more habit, mm-hmm. and the, this one is the is al, the the uber ultimate important one, and that is to keep perspective. And there are three things here that I'd like to mention. Mm-hmm. And the first one is to actually sit down and write a list of how teachable have you been over the last. 120 odd days. How teachable have you been? What have you learned about yourself so far? Because mm-hmm. people have learned about themselves, how they cope with boredom, how they cope with loneliness, how they cope with isolation. Um, what new skills have you acquired? And I was coaching 66 teachers last week online and uh, we were talking about just how teachable they've been, what skills they've acquired, how they've leveled up. And you can make a very, very long list. And I got them all to send me, okay. you know, lists of, of what they, what they'd learnt. And we really, if we think about it, if we stop and think about it, you can actually write a long list of what new skills you've acquired. And what have you learnt to do differently? Mm-hmm. So how have you learned to socialize differently? How have you learned to do birthdays differently? How have you learned to worship differently over this time? So just start making that list. You'll realize it's actually a whole lot longer than you thought it was once you start writing. So that's the first thing as a reminder, because it's a positive, you know, it's a pat on the back and it's an acknowledgement of actually how far you've traveled in this past few months. Right. Then um, a reminder to go onto NikkiBush.com and just punch in collateral damage and it'll come up with the blog I wrote about the collateral damage versus collateral beauty exercise. If you haven't done it yet, do it now. If you have done it already, go and find your exercise that you did, your table that you created, mm-hmm. and go and start adding to it the negatives on the damage side about COVID-19 and your life and then go onto the positive side, the collateral beauty and go and add to that list as well. Because everybody who's done it says to me the same thing. There's far more on the collateral beauty side than there is on the collateral damage side. All your opportunities and your possibilities are sitting in the right-hand column and that's where your roadmap to the future is sitting. That's the thing that'll help you keep perspective and keep going forward in spite of and the fatigue the last, we do have to yes in spite of the run because <laughs> we've got to take headlines yeah yeah what is the last Absolutely. one quickly the last one was do a temptations pros and cons list if you feel oh. like doing something risky just go and divide a piece of paper in half do the pros on the one side the cons yeah. on the other and work out whether it's worth doing yeah very very important that you do make an informed choice
That's such a great exercise. I love the idea of that. That friend has invited you to a birthday little party and you do that list because you will definitely uh, give yourselves enough reason to stay home. Nikki, thank you so much. You can go to NikkiBush.com. That's N. N-I-K-K-I. That's how you spell Nikki. Uh, WhatsApp says, uh, caution fatigue is real. It normally has conflicting and extreme psychological and emotional and mental health manifestations. Some people become so fear-filled, depressed and anxious. The cautions um, create a, a burying your head in the sand syndrome or an analysis paralysis. Other people rebel against the restrictions. They feel the rules are poorly thought through and not justified. They get cabin fever from being cooped up against um, they will. Um, they just want to rebel. Sometimes recklessly, they reach the enough and no more level sooner. Thank you for that very comprehensive WhatsApp to summarize this chat with Nikki.